This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it is time for the Intentionality Gurus. And today, I like the subject because um, the title is Show Your Light. And I'm hoping that means, you know, show our positive side. Part of it. So whatever, you know, your your essence, your... Um, the things that bring you joy and the, you know, the, the part that gives, feels, gives you a sense of satisfaction about your life, that you're, you're living it to its fullest potential. Well, wouldn't it be nice if that's what we all did instead of posting all those um, sad sack things that we see in social media? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> We know from positive intelligence that we every negative thought we have should be offset by at least three positive thoughts, not in the terms of, you know, kind of forcing that the, the positive thoughts, but just being aware of how often we're ruminating over some of the negative things and so on. But the thing about today's topic is it kind of came about just by happen chance that I had uh, heard an audio that Brian Johnson did, and it was Face Your Fear. And then I heard something Elliot Connie did. He's a psychotherapist that is a big leader in the uh, solution-focused brief therapy um, subset of psychotherapy. And he had a um, podcast on the idea of um, your discomfort will reveal your um, opportunities, basically. And um, the actual phrase was discomfort leads to self-discovery. Oh, okay. Okay. So not that you have to lay on a bed of nails necessarily, but you know, there's, we can, there can be other episodes in our lives where we can say, okay, this wasn't comfortable, but you know, what did I learn? Kind of a deal. Exactly. So where, you know, I thought for today, if people could walk away with the idea of recognizing when they're feeling fear or discomfort or even just the, an element of being unfamiliar with something um, that starts to creep up on us, how that might be limiting our field of vision about what's possible for us, and then maybe pushing the margins a little bit against that so that our our margin of uncomfortable or discomfort can be higher or broader um, so we, we can tolerate that discomfort as long as it's you know not threatening to our um, well-being and then identify some ways to build in moments for being really intentional about catching ourselves in that so what do you think um i think it's a perfect topic um especially for today as we've said before we don't rehearse this but um we don't even talk about it ahead of time <laughs> right exactly um but today i have um I have the secondary job that I do. And today I have three uh, locations I have to go to. And there's something about this job that I really like. It's very easy to do. 99% uh, of the time, I'm 100% on my own doing it. However, I get this pit in my stomach when I have to do these jobs. I don't know what it is. At the end of the day, when I'm done, um, I probably will look back and wonder, like, why do I get so anxious? But I do. And I start thinking about 
maybe I shouldn't do all of them today. Maybe I should do one today and two tomorrow because I have that flexibility. But I don't, there's, I don't have a real good understanding for it because it's not a threatening situation. It's some discomfort, but not life-threatening. Right. Right. All right. And where does it show up in your body as a rule? Um, it shows up in the pit of my stomach um, where, you know, my brain starts to say, oh, you're not feeling good. You know, maybe you shouldn't be doing this today. You know, and then I have to go back and feel it again. Is it, you know, is it really a physical uh, thing that I'm feeling or is it emotional? Now, if it's physical, yeah, maybe I'm maybe my brain is right. But typically it's not physical. It's emotional. And what do you think the thought is before the you notice the physical part? Um, oh, I'm sick. I I've got a good reason not to do this today. And and what do you think the discomfort may be triggered by? you know, what is it about, what is your thought about that job or that task that you have to do? I think the biggest thing that I don't like about it is the driving. So they're all in different directions. Um, I'm not, a. I hate driving on the freeway, so I try to avoid it, which sometimes gets me um, way out of my way or um, I end up finding that streets are closed and then I have to depend on GPS which I don't um, I don't have much confidence in yes I, I have my own issues with GPS <laughs> and have that sense as well and so in this context what's a, what's showing up for me as a possible thought is that because there's some uncertainty about facing something that you might not be able to tackle maybe that's that's a triggering event oh yes absolutely you nailed it okay and what would happen if you faced that and you couldn't tackle it the interesting part is that um the company that i'm working for would say okay, do you want to try it tomorrow? Or do you just want to drop it? So it's it's not like anybody is forcing me to do it, but I feel like I should be able to do it. And I've done it in the past, okay? It's like, just go ahead and, and keep moving forward. So that's what your rational brain says. What is right. the emotional part of your brain saying? Um, it just keeps telling me to be careful. Of what? Um, get, being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, and I think that has to do with driving. Um, you know, if I'm taking the back roads and I end up in an area that I'm either not familiar with or I'm uncomfortable in. Um, and I'm just 
I guess, hyper vigilant about where I'm driving and what's around me. And the hyper vigilance is about to protect against what? Um, to protect me from uh, anything that could go wrong, being in wrong neighborhood, um, getting a flat tire because of potholes. I mean, it's like this whole enormous um, volcano erupts in front of me that, hey, things can go wrong. You just better be careful. And so when you ha have faced those kinds of situations in the past and apparently have succeeded, what has what shows up for you and either in your memory or something you can remember from the time um i get very angry at myself for not conducting myself as an adult i feel like um even though i'm in the car alone um i see myself as a little kid having a tantrum because I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time or something isn't working out properly. What if you weren't in the wrong place at the wrong time? Say that again? What if you were not in the wrong place at the wrong time? Oh, then, you know, um, I could give myself a lollipop because I, I'm okay. And so what do you know from your past experience in terms of, you know, just playing a game here, the ratio of when you've been in the wrong place at the wrong time relative to all the times you had to do something like that? Um, it's very rare that I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. But I fear, but I fear that. Okay. So, and so I perceive it um, as I as I get in my car and just even pull out of my garage, you know, I have to keep reminding myself, yes, you know, you have to back out of the garage, you know, before you let the garage store down. I mean, it's like I have to think of every little step to ensure my safety. Okay, yeah. And those are all really legitimate things. But yeah. in terms of how you can surf those feelings, how does that work for you? How I can do what to those feelings? Surf. Um, you know they're gonna happen because they, yeah. they always happen. Okay, so that's a given. And you have surfed them before. So what what makes the surfing an easier step than not surfing? Um, actually, it's easier for me not to surf them and try to ignore it, if that makes sense. And what does that look like? How, how does that, if, how would I recognize it or you would recognize that you're doing that? Um, not not um focusing on um my next step just 
going forward to the destination, not thinking about, you know, I'm going to back up, I'm going to turn left, I'm going to turn right, I'm going to go to the freeway, I'm going to go X amount of exits. When I think about it that way, it's much worse. When I think about, um, I'm just going to this destination, and it's almost like I'm asking um, the forces to pull me along. And and do you, at the time, I'm just curious, at the time when you take that route, you know, literally and figuratively, yep. um, is that a conscious decision or does it, it happen somehow, sometimes and not other times, the non-serving um, route? I think it happens more often than not because I will end up being at the location and almost wondering, how did I get here? But then if I stop and think about it, I can remember all the turns and the curves and everything else. So afterwards, I can think about that and I see the safety that, hey, I did get here and I was observant of it. But if I did it the other way and said, okay, now I'm going to pull out and now I'm going to turn right and now I'm going to turn left, I'd be looking for all the obstacles along the way. All the things that could go wrong. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. And I'm wondering, so when you take the non-surfing route, so you're not getting into the minutiae of the steps and all the places things could go wrong, you're just doing it. Is there a moment when you have a sense of um, that it's a given that the, that those negative feelings will pop up and you just say, okay, there I go again. All right, I'm just going to drive. Um, so in that case, the negative happens once I'm there. It's like, now I got to go inside and do this job and I think about all the things that could go wrong. So for instance, in this job, um, most of the locations I go into, I go directly to my assignment. I don't have to tell anybody I'm there. Um, I just do it, walk away. There are others where I have to go in and have to have somebody let me into um, an, an, an authorized area. Um, and th those are the times that I'm the most um, anxious because if they're not there, then I can't do my job. However, I still get paid for doing my job, even if they weren't there. I showed up. All I have to do is let my company know, and then I can turn around and walk out. But that still makes me anxious because it's like, I came here to do a job and I'm not doing it. So which anxiety loop, if I may phrase it that way, the anxiety about maybe not being able to do your job when you get there and the drive to the job is the, which one comes first? Which thought loop? Um, actually, if I 
the thought of what if I can't do my job once I'm there? Because then it goes back to, I had to drive all the way here to do it and I'm not doing it. Okay. So, so in just exploring that, what shows up for you, if anything? Well, as I see it, I, you know, it just sounds so hokey to me because I get paid for my drive time. I get paid whether I do the job or not. I mean, who wouldn't want a job like this, right? Um, and I get out of the house. Um, and it's like, why are you anxious about this? But I I can't totally pinpoint it other than the fact that I really don't like to drive. Um, and I like to accomplish things. And knowing that, what, what shows up? Um, that little pit in my stomach that says, um, you know, just accept this for what it is. Like it's, it's not the end of the world. So you shouldn't, and I know we, that's a word I don't really want to use, but it's, you know, there's no valid reason for me to be this anxious. Yeah. And, and, and what do we know about that kind of um, thinking that, that about that there's no valid reason that we're feeling the emotion and we're trying to get our rational brain to say, don't be afraid of the dark. Yeah, yeah, like, what's yeah. wrong with you? All right. <laughs> when, you know, you're young and you're afraid of the dark or the boogeyman under the bed or, you know, in the closet, whatever it happens to be, because we, in our family, we had lots of practical jokes occurring with people coming out of the closet, you know, in the middle of the night, you right. know, hiding in the closet just so they could scare, the, you know, the GBs out of you. Um, so, and, you know, I, I gave as good as I got, so, um, I can't complain, but I still have memories from that, those times, but, you know, our rational brain isn't going to do the job, but right. we do have some other ways to approach it. Um, so the idea is maybe just to notice and say, oh, there goes my thinking again, because it's just the thinking I don't want to say just, I have to not use that word. Just like should is not a word that we should use um, as a rule. But that just to notice that, oh, there it goes again, that automatic way of thinking that doesn't serve me. Correct. Yeah. And I, you know, with when Brian Johnson was doing his thing about face the fear, he talks about Muhammad Ali. And there was a time before he was, when he was still um, Cassius Clay, when he was going to the Olympics and in, I forget what year it was, but he was afraid to fly and he almost didn't go because of his fear of flying. And Ali apparently says in his biography that, um, autobiography, that we're only brave when we have something to lose and we still try to face it. And we can't be brave without fear. Interesting. Right. And then he said there are little daily choices that set the standard for the rest of our lives in terms of facing those fears. Could be big, could be little. So what's going on in your head right now? Or your body um, or both? Yeah. So, you know, 
like I've said, one of my, and I, I don't know if, well, it is a fear, um, you know, facing, you know, the drive um, does develop courage because I do it and I get there and I feel accomplished because I, I went from A to B. Um, and the same thing with, you know, completing the job. It's, you know, I've got this, you know, you may feel um, hesitant about it, but you've done it before. Let's see if you can do it again. And I do it over and over again. I guess I don't, I don't acknowledge the accomplishments. And somebody once told me, uh, especially with my fear of driving, is that even if you're going, you know, just backing out of your driveway, when you get to the end of your driveway, you should say, good job, because you've you've started to conquer your fear or your anxiety. And I typically don't. I try to like drown it out and not even think about it. But and, and acknowledging the, the step that you did in the face of the fear, you know, is a great technique because we're kind of overriding the fear circuit in our brain, so to speak. And, you know, we, if we try to push it away, it's just going to take on greater proportions as a rule. Right. But if we just say, oh, there it is, and acknowledge it, then name it to tame it. You know, there goes my brain again, you know, telling me that I'm going to screw this up or I may get there and not all the catastrophe things that we can come up with. And um, those are all techniques to short circuit the way we're we're hardwired to be as humans, you know, for our survival. All of that is really natural. But where it takes a toll on us is where it stops us from, you know, going through it. Now, if we have our hand on the hot stove, we want to notice that and not say, okay, I think I just need, this is just my brain <laughs> telling me that this is really uncomfortable. You know, it is, un physically is uncomfortable. But the rest of the stuff that's between our, our ears tends to be um, self-induced. Well, the, Elliot, um, Connie, the psychotherapist, um, had a little um, thing about discomfort leads to self-discovery. And he talked about how he always wanted to do comedy. And he was invited to do like an open mic thing in LA and he did it and he got good response. And now he's being invited to do, I guess, a showcase of comedy, I guess, when they have a lot of comedians and so on. I know that you, you have a lot of experience with um you know, going to those kinds of events and so on. But he was like hugely, hugely just uncomfortable about doing it, but he did it anyway, all right? And then he had these other opportunities opened up to him. And he cites, I think it was, um, who was it, the, the, um, David Branson? Is that Richard Branson, yep. I guess? Yeah, yeah, basically to... Um, do the thing, you know, say yes to the, the challenge and then figure out how to do it, all right? So you had indicated that the figuring out is the part that gets you into that downward spiral. Right. All right, so then you you have to come up with your own technique. 
I, I might throw your hat over the fence and force myself to do it. I mean, I pay a huge emotional price doing it that way. What was I thinking of? I was <laughs> but um, I'm not recommending that technique, but we'll all have our own technique. But just knowing that the, the fear part's going to show up. You know, Ali says that if he hadn't gone to the Olympics um, and won, you know, that that's what started his career trajectory to being the world champion. And when you think about it, you know, we think here's this big fighter who could fight his way out of almost anything. And, you know, he certainly has the the personality and the charm and all of those, you know, personal attributes that were so entertaining and the phrases. I mean, many of them are so, so wise. I was reading a list of his quotes and, you know, he was really a deep person, not just a, a physical, physically strong person. But, you know, we wouldn't have had that the essence of this man um, in part, I'm not going to say it was all based on that flight, but just think about that whole trajectory. So that's the hiding the light, even though the hiding your light under a bushel it has biblical references and so on. Um, really, what it means is where are we hiding out and not pushing our margins in a you know comfortable way? Where are we not saying what we want to say to somebody else? Where are we um, not going on camera in their podcast? Um, those kinds of things. I don't know who, if you know anybody like that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it made it gave me pause for thought on a lot of these things. So for you, it it may be that, and maybe some other things. Well, you know, it gives me reason to experiment with this today. Um, I have to admit that talking about it has has helped ease some of that anxiety because um, you know before we went on air all I could think about was hey when this is over uh, I have to get in my car I have to do this I have to do that and um, you know maybe if I I don't put such restrictions on myself maybe that'll help so I'm going to play with it today Maybe even set your phone alarm to just, you know, remind yourself to stop looking, listen about what what your thoughts are, you know, um, and those kinds of things at the time. So sounds wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you again for an inspiring intentionality gurus. And we'll do this again in a couple of weeks. Well, I expect to see your light from your house to my house. I like that. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye now.